welcome. I'm Steph, an intuitive hypnotist from Quebec, Canada. I'm Julie, a past life regression hypnotist and Reiki healer from Wisconsin. And together, we are the Soulful Mystics. Hey everyone, this is Julie, and today I wanted to share with you a past life regression that Steph facilitated for me. My intention for this session was to learn more about the year-long debilitating headache I experienced from 2019 to 2020. I talked more about this headache in episode 3, so if you're new here and have no idea what I'm talking about, please go back and check that out. To give a quick recap, 2019 was when I really started on my spiritual journey. A couple of months after I began meditating, I started to experience what I thought was a tension headache. It's something that I have dealt with numerous times, except this time was different. Instead of it going away, it gradually moved up my neck, up the back of my head, and into the entire left side. I had this terrible, excruciating pain every single day for almost exactly one year. It affected the left side of my face, head, neck, and shoulders. I went to the doctor, was placed on a couple different medications, and it didn't help at all. In fact, the only thing that gave me any relief was my friend Lisa, an intuitive energy healer who I went to for Reiki and cranial sacral therapy. For this past life regression, I wanted to understand where this headache stemmed from, why it came and went so suddenly, and anything else I could know about this time in my life. And I do want to issue a trigger warning here that this podcast episode does contain discussions about death by suicide, which some listeners may find distressing or triggering. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please seek help from a mental health professional or a crisis support service. For Canada, please call 1-833-456-4566 to connect with a crisis responder. And for the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Line, please call 1-800-273-TALK-8255 or dial 988. Steph and I both feel strongly about tackling topics such as this. It is so important to end the stigma around mental health and suicide. So while our podcast can be lighthearted and fun, we still want to share these sessions with you. Open up these conversations and be a safe space to do that. And before we get into the episode, I want to take a moment to tell you more about my beautiful friend Lisa and the creator of the Solace Cards and Solace Journal. She is an author, intuitive energy healer, and a survivor of many things, including the devastating loss of her son to suicide in 2019. After about six months, when the shock started to wear off, the cards intuitively came to her, navigating grief especially that of losing a child, can most days be unbearable. So she wanted to create something, anything, to help others going through the same thing. These cards are her gift to those who are struggling. Her mission in life is to bring healing, comfort, love, and joy to those who are struggling. She's been a massage therapist, intuitive energy healer, and reflexologist since 1992. She is also an empath and medium, 
bringing insight to many situations. By the end of 2020, she was receiving messages that working on one person at a time in her sacred healing room was just not enough anymore. It became clear that she was meant to bring healing to more people, and during COVID-19, the solace cards were born. Lisa Adele is a sister, a wife, a mother of two boys, one an angel and the other an earthling, and a grandmother. She believes in magic and serendipity and loves the sky, nature, and especially the moon and stars. And from my own personal experience, she is a kind, beautiful soul and a bright light in this world. I couldn't post this episode without telling you about her and the solace cards that offer 50 messages of comfort and wisdom. She also created a solace journal that includes writing prompts, coloring pages, and meditation. Please visit solacecards.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-C-A-R-D-S to view her beautiful creations. I will also have her website linked in the show notes. Okay, now on to the episode. a few moments here, a few moments of silence to allow the details to come in. And if you take a look at your feet, Julie, what do you see? What do you feel? I feel very cold. I'm outside. It's snowing a lot and I can't see my feet. They're very loose. And if you take a look around, what do you see or feel? Is there a cabin or a home around you? It's dark out and I just see the snow blowing. It's like a blizzard. And are you alone here? Yeah, I think I'm trying to get to my house. And do you know if your house is far away or are you stuck somewhere? I don't think it's too far away. I think it's just off in the distance. I'm just walking through this blizzard and I'm freezing and just trying to get home. I think I'm a man with the, like I can see the, like the snow on my beard. And do you notice anything else about yourself in that body? I'm wearing some kind of leather and fur. I think I have like um, auburn colored hair. That's the color of my beard. And how do you feel within this body? Besides being cold, do you feel young, old, strong, weak? I want to say around 30. And I feel strong, but like there's a, a sense of desperation. And if you really focus on that sense of desperation, does anything come to mind about why you're feeling that way in this moment? I'm trying to get to someone. Maybe my wife. Good. So focus a little bit on that feeling you get when you mention trying to get to someone, possibly a wife. Has it been a long time since you saw this person? Are you coming from somewhere far away? Or is it just another day in the life? I think it's just another day in the life. I, I don't feel like I'm coming from anywhere that's too far. I feel like maybe I'm coming from town. And if you were to take your memory in a bird's eye view and just take a look at where you are in the world. Does anything come up? I think Finland. And do you get a sense of what year it is? 1823. And now really being within that body, focusing on how it feels, does any name come up? Do you have any idea what your name was as this 30-year-old man in Finland? The name is Zachariah comes to mind. And now as the details unfold, is there anything else around you or any feeling sensations that we need to know before moving from this scene? I think so. I just feel scared. And do you know why you're feeling scared? Uh, it has to do with my wife. I don't know if she's sick 
or something is wrong with her. I'm not quite sure. And do you feel like she's at your home? Yeah, I think it's like a cabin of some sort. So now let's head fast forward and get you to the cabin so we can find out a little bit more about your wife. And at the count of three, we'll be there. One, two, three. Allowing the details to unfold. Let me know what happens next. We see her laying in bed. It's like a one-room cabin, and she's laying like on a bed of some sort. There's a fire going. It's just a really small one room. And really feeling into that, being in this cabin. Is anyone else there besides you and your wife? I don't think so. I think I was trying to get a doctor or someone to come help her, but I couldn't find him. And if you focus on your wife, what do you feel or sense or see? Is she awake? Is she sleeping? What's happening in this scene with her? I think she's in labor. She's covered in sweat. She's crying. She's giving birth. And would this be her first delivery? Is this your first child? I think so. I feel scared, like I don't know what to do. So let's focus on your wife. How do you feel about her? And how does she feel about you? Is this a good relationship? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good relationship. And does any name come to mind? What do you call your wife? Susanna. So if you focus on Susanna, maybe we hit fast forward to see how this delivery plays out. And just let me know when the scene changes, when something comes up or any feelings or emotions arise. Feeling stressed. I feel, I think she had the baby, but I feel like it was a tough delivery. I see the umbilical cord. And do you get the sense that the baby is with you both? Did the baby survive the delivery? The baby survived. I just see myself holding the baby sitting next to her. I'm so worried because I don't know if she's going to be okay. If you really focus on this scene, your wife Susanna and your newborn baby, besides feeling worried, does anything else come up? Is there any joy, excitedness? I think relief that the baby is okay. I just feel a lot of love for both my wife and the baby. Good. So really feel into that love and relief really take all of that in does anything else come up that's important for you to know or experience in this scene that i did the best i could you did the best you could and susanna is she still is she still feeling not too great or is she going to make it out of that i don't think she's going to make it and what makes you feel that way is that a gut feeling or what does she look like or feel like in this moment just see the umbilical cord hanging out of her and I think she lost too much blood. I don't think she's alive. So we're just going to hit fast forward through the time, maybe a few days later, maybe you're still in the cabin with this newborn baby, but at a time where you feel more clarity about your wife and her condition, did she pass away? Yeah, I think this is her funeral. I just see people, um, there's like a few people around and it's very somber. And if you really focus on the details of this scene at Susanna's funeral, the people that are around are they anyone that you were close to in that life, or are they just townspeople, family? Who are the people that are there? Feels like it's just family and friends. I feel like this is a small town, like everybody is family there. And do you recognize anyone, including your wife, as people you know in this life as Julie? Does anyone stick out? I think so. Good. Just be with that and see what else comes in when you look around. And if it's important, it will come in. And if not, just let me know when something feels different. Just have a sense that I'm not going to be alone in raising the baby. I think it's a boy. And I feel like the people that are there, it looks like the village is like 
a family. So I feel like I'm going to have enough help. I feel like I was afraid of that, like being alone until this day at the funeral. I was reminded that everyone is there to help. We all help each other. Good. Having that sense of community, really feeling into that. If you have your son with you and does he look okay? He looks healthy. Yeah, he's okay. And do you have a name for him? Jeremiah. And does anything else come in from this scene? No, I just see us all gathered together at a small cabin. Everyone is just kind of packed in there. Okay, so we're going to leave this scene. We're going to go to the next important day we're experiencing in this life. We're going to hit fast forward. And once the details start to change, just let me know what you're aware of. And one, two, three, moving to that next scene. It's no longer winter. The weather is a lot nicer. It's a beautiful day and there's mountains. Just feels good. And what else are you aware of here? Is there anyone else around you? Are you sitting, standing, working? What do you sense you're doing in this moment? I think I'm working outside. I just have my sleeves rolled up and just enjoying the nice day. Jeremiah's a little older. He's running around. I think he's maybe three or four. Seems to be a good day. I feel happy. Good. So just sit with that happiness and watching Jeremiah run around, really feel into that. And when you do, how does that feel within your body? It makes me miss his mom, but I know that she'd be proud of me and of him and how I'm raising him. Good. Really feel that pride in your body, that love and joy that you're experiencing. And what else is unfolding here? Anything else that's coming up of importance? I think that I just try really hard to live up to her expectations. It's really important to me that I'm raising him with his mother in mind. It's like she's always with us and I think of that all the time. And so I feel like when I'm making decisions or teaching him certain things, I'm doing it with her in mind. She's always there. What do you do as work as Zachariah? Does anything come up of what you do for a living besides take care of your son? I don't know if it's some kind of farming. So you're living off the land and working? Yes. And does anything else come up in this scene or do you want to move to the next significant scene? I think we can move on. So the count of three, we're going to move to the next significant scene in this life. One, two, and three. Allowing the details of this scene to unfold. And just let me know when the details start coming clear. Just the darkness again. Do you feel like you're much older in this scene? Or do you get a sense of how many months, years have passed? I think I am a little older, five years older, I think. And what's happening around you in the darkness? Do you know where you are or if you're with anybody? I'm back outside in the snow. I feel a little disoriented. Like, I don't know if I'm hurt, like I felt. I just feel a little dazed, like a little confused. And if you really feel into that body, where in the body really stands out? Do you have any pain or discomfort? Yeah, my head is throbbing. And what else are you aware of here? If your head is throbbing, if you maybe move up from a bird's point of view and take a look at the body, do you see anything or feel anything? I do see some blood. Like I hit my head on a rock or something. I think I've been laying there for a while and I think I'm just waking up from the fall because I'm like I lift my head up and I look down and it's like a rock sticking out of the ground with a little blood on it. And if we just move slightly forward, do you feel like this is the end of this life or do you make it back to the cabin and get help? I don't think this is the end. I just have this weird sensation on my head. 
So let's move to the scene where you possibly find help or someone finds you or you become a little bit more conscious and you're able to find your way back. What happens when you get back to your cabin or when someone finds you? What are the details that are coming up for them? I just see myself alone and it's kind of like I'm stumbling a little bit, but I'm trying to get make my way back home, back to that same cabin. Good. And just allow any details to come in. Anything that's important will come to you. And take a moment to allow those details to settle in and let me know when something changes. I do make it back. I feel like I continue to deal with the pain though. I, I just, I'm not working anymore and I just feel like this pain in my head. Like that fall really, it was serious, like it caused serious injury. And was it the back of your head, the front? Where was it? It's the left side of my head. It the sensation I feel right now is right above my ear on the left side. And do you get a sense to how long you were unable to work? Was this something that continued for a very long time or was it just in the time that you were healing from this wound? I don't think I went back to work. I feel like I'm dealing with this pain day in and day out and I it's affecting every part of my life. Like I'm angrier, I'm depressed, I'm in pain it's a it's affecting my relationship with my little boy like he spends more and more time with like the other families in the village and there's like a feeling that I'm letting him down and that I'm letting my wife down it's almost like despair does anything else come up when you think about that think about the despair really feel it in your body is it really all where you hurt yourself the wound is or do you feel it somewhere else within your body I feel it all over. And it's like, I get the thought, like, I want to end it all. Can't take this anymore. Is anything else coming in about that? I just, I think I do take my own life. Like, I think I'm going to do it. Okay. So let's move forward. Again, imagine hitting fast forward on a remote through the time where your soul leaves that body. And just say, okay, when the details start to come in about the end of life scene, what you're feeling or seeing, experiencing. And just let me know when those details become clear. Yeah, I shot myself in the head. Were you alone? Yeah, I was alone in the cabin. I just felt a lot of regret and sadness. And did you feel that after your soul left the body? Or is that what left you feeling like you wanted to take your own life? It was instant regret. That's what I felt when my soul left, the instant regret. And do you feel this regret within your body? Are you holding on to any of those negative emotions in relation to this life? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. And where do you feel it in your body? I feel a pressure still in my le the left side of my head, in my ear, and down my neck and shoulder. And it's, it's like a hot, heavy pressure. So focusing on this hot, heavy pressure in your head, neck, and shoulders, how would you want to release this feeling in your body? What comes up that would feel good to do to release this? I don't know, maybe like vacuum it out I feel like I need to just suck it all out good so imagine a very powerful vacuum coming in and just sucking out every bit of that pressure you can feel the hot pressure being removed from your head from your neck and your shoulders and as it's removing this pressure you start to feel lighter lighter and more free. And if you feel you need help, we can call on your spirit guide to come in and really help remove every single bit of it. And just let me know when you start to feel lighter and that the pressure is gone. I feel like it's mostly gone, but I feel like there's still, I can still sense it, like there's still a little bit left. 
and you feel like this is something you might need to work on continuously until it's all gone? Or do you feel like we can release it in this session? Release it. Good. So let's just call on any enlightened beings that's with us today, any spirit guides, really call in their power to help release this pressure, the heat, and the heaviness. Imagine all your guides standing in a circle around you and really taking their power and sucking all of that out. Imagine the light growing powerful and big and bright, touching every part of your being with their loving light and healing hands. And now I want you to imagine that healing light fills in the space that once held this pressure. Even if there's still a little bit left, that light really flowing in, filling that space, healing anything and dissolving any remnants. And this light filling your entire physical body, rejuvenating you, pulling out all the regret that you felt when you ended your life and filling it with love. And let's just do a body scan. Do you feel like there's any remnants left? No, I feel a lot better. Good. And if you go through the rest of your body, is there anything else that feels heavy or feels like tension that you want to release today? I think so. Good. So know that each day that goes by, it will get easier and easier for you to understand that you are worthy. And even though you had regrets in that life, you did the best you could. It will get easier and easier for you to acknowledge and release any blocks that are holding you back, release any shame or any judgments that you had for yourself in that life. And you will become more evolved in how you treat and love yourself. So we're going to move to a place of spiritual guidance, sending love and appreciation to that life as Zechariah, to all the family and all the friends that you had in that life, sending love and light, and moving to spiritual guidance, calling upon Julie's spirit guides, your higher self. And Julie just has a couple questions for you. Did she see this life because it related to the headaches that she had for that whole year from 2019 to 2020? Yes. And was it because you were about the same age as Zechariah when he had that head wound? Is that, does the age correlation have anything to do with when Julie had the headaches? Yes, she was the same age as he was when he got hurt. And is there anything Julie needs to know, anything about her health, any concerns, any advice on how to take better care of herself and what feels right for Julie? She needs to know that she's worthy of taking care of herself physically, mentally, emotionally. And do you have any advice on how she can really pull in that feeling of worthiness of taking care of herself? Is there anything that can help her? She needs to practice feeling worthy, be mindful of it. It's almost like the unworthiness is something she does without realizing it. And is there anything she can do to release that sense of unworthiness? To make herself a priority. When she starts making herself a priority, it'll be easier to feel worthy. And is there anything Julie needs to know going into this new year, 2023, any advice, any information that would help her along the way? Just do it even if you're scared. It's getting out of your comfort zone and doing things scared that is going to help you grow. And do you have any advice on how Julie can just do it and get out of her comfort zone? Is there anything that can help her along the way? How can she pull in that confidence? Just take a moment to breathe, call in the guides. We're there to help. She's always surrounded. She's always loved. We're always there. And does anything else come up? Is there anything Julie needs to know right now? Just keep going and have patience. 
that I feel like I am not even articulating hardly anything of what I'm experiencing. Yeah. I mean, it's really good after what I find helps is to journal about stuff. Yeah. So much of it made sense because it went from bad to good to bad. Yeah. And everything was going great. You know, even though my wife died and I missed her and like watching my son was like, gave me so much pride and made me think of her so much. Even though we experienced that bad thing that happened when she died, everything was okay. We made it. We are okay. And then this accident happens and I forget all of that. I was just suffering and I just forget that I can get through it. And, and in that life, I didn't make it. Yeah. In this life, I did get through it. In that life, I didn't. And the other interesting thing too was, so after my wife passed away, I felt like I still communicated with her on the daily. She yeah. was always a part of our lives. And then the accident happened and the headaches came and that all stopped. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really huge in that was a, like a huge part of my demise. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely had a strong connection with her. And yeah. I felt like, because how you described the, the um, injury making you feel. So whenever like you obviously know when you have a headache, like it's so debilitating just having a headache, but having that come from a really bad wound and, you know, like you were unconscious at one point, dizzy, disoriented. Um, I wonder if like he maybe experienced a brain injury of some kind too. Yeah. Because your whole personality changed after that incident. So right. as you're explaining it, I have this image in my mind and so much information is coming through, but yeah, I think that maybe a brain injury or just having a headache for that long yeah. will make anyone feel crazy. Yeah. And who knows what would have happened, or maybe I just didn't have the means for treatment. I don't think it was ever treated. That's yeah. Like feeling I got. Everyone around me still helped, but their way of helping was to take care of my son. I became this person that nobody wanted to be around. Yeah. And because of what you said in the beginning, that the really important thing for you was raising your son the way that your wife would have wanted. And then that probably played into a lot of the guilt and regret and yeah, like all those emotions kind of tied together in the end of like, you didn't feel like you were worthy. Right. And so it's, yeah, at yeah. the end, that was kind of what came up. That's true. And I feel like it relates to this life too, because I think I have had kind of a lot of regret because I never finished college. You know, I'm not living the life I had planned on living. Just there's so many things in my life that didn't go my way. And so I just feel like I'm not where I thought I would be at this age. And I think that's where some of the regret comes in too. I mean, it's, and all of those, that kind of plays into the judgments too, right? Like, you know, like not finishing college, like the judgment of yourself, but also the perceived judgment of other people when you don't do something. But then also the fact that you do everything around the house, like you're, you're trying, it's almost like you're making up for, and if Mason was the son, it's like you're making up for not being there in that time and not living the life that you had planned. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I kind of had a hard time understanding the connection with the son because I was holding him and everything through like a lot of that, but it was almost like I didn't really get to know him mm -hmm. very much in that life because of the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were grieving your wife and also you were a man. Yeah. Yeah. It's and not that motherly connection. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, which is interesting when you said that you were a man mm-hmm. and, and that you had a child and the wife died. I was like, Oh, I wonder if the feeling like, cause you're a mom in this life. So I, I wondered if the connection was different also based on the fact that it was in the 1800s and things yeah. were very different, but yeah. yeah, I was always curious to know a man with their child and a woman with their child because the baby grows within you. So yeah. it's interesting. On that one scene where it was like a nice sunny day and I was working outside, I just like I had my sleeves rolled up. I I don't know if I was chopping wood or whatever. Like I had like an axe in my hand and it was almost like I put the axe down and I was just taking in the scene and you know Jeremiah was playing and it was just such a sense of pride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really beautiful scene. I knew it was gonna go like I was curious to see how it was going to happen um but like it and you know the feeling of leaving that body and like like one accident like one slip ruined everything right. and that happens yeah it's it was very deep when the worthiness thing came up I was like oh yeah because that just for me the whole thing was like he felt unworthy he felt like he didn't yeah like he didn't deserve to live and didn't deserve to be the dad and you know like it, yeah it connected itself very well yeah, and what I was, during the spirit guide thing, I still feel like I am not saying everything that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a hard time getting it out, but it was I, it was the sense of, I'm not making good decisions because I don't feel like I'm worthy of those good decisions. Yeah. And that was the other thing about, um, you know, before I'm going to make a poor choice, it's like, be more mindful of, am I really fueling my body? And is this good for my soul? I just couldn't get it out. <laughs> yeah, but you felt it and that's, that's- I felt it. Yeah. And that was the thing too at, right before I, we got into the whole past life stuff. Mm-hmm. I started getting really scared and it was like right before I got into the past life stuff, I was feeling a lot of um like goosebumps and stuff on my legs and I could feel like a cold breeze above my face and I was like okay either somebody is in here or this is like this is related to what I'm about to experience and then it was being out in like the blistering cold and I felt cold but I was really scared because I started having thoughts of like I don't want to bring the headaches back or I don't want to feel the headache again when the accident happened I could really feel like right here is where I hit and I could feel that weird sensation. And then it went all the way down and into my, like through my ear too. And like in my neck and stuff. And I could feel my whole body tense up. I'm looking up. So I looked up headache and I know I looked it up before, but yeah. I was curious to look it up now because it's with his life in relation to his life. Yeah. And the things that really stand out are like feeling frustrated, um, but self-criticism, self-sabotage invalidation of self judgment of self you know that's what he was doing he was judging himself for not being able to do the things that his wife would have wanted him to do or that he wanted to do and then let's see um fear I'm curious to see because I never really I think your head I think you told me where your headaches were but I didn't know like the ear and in this he had the injury um so left ear is feeling that what you have to say is not important and not worth hearing or listening to and criticizing yourself judging yourself and criticizing yourself and feeling like the people around you are also judging and criticizing you, which it's like, if he felt like the community was family and they were taking the son, 
because of his anger and you know his inability to to be feel human yeah Um, and that makes so much sense and that plays into like my own insecurities in this life too Mm -hmm. I always worry about what people are going to think and I shouldn't I shouldn't I know I shouldn't but it's hard to let it go exactly yeah and it it is like it's coming from these past lives too so it's not just you yeah wow but I think some of the headaches that I've experienced too is because it was on the same side as the accident yeah and it was interesting that it was the same age yeah because I think I said I would I felt like 30 like when my wife had the baby and died and then I think I said I was like five years later and that would be 35 and when I experienced them in this life I was 36 yeah so that would make sense and you said about 30 so it's possible that Uh, oh yeah well there you have it I hope you enjoyed the conversation Steph and I had when I came out of trance. It's so fascinating how, in the end, everything just made perfect sense. This session took place in January of this year, 2023, and I'm happy to report that as of this recording, the headaches have not come back. If you have any questions about this episode or about Steph and I in general, please email your questions to us at soulfulmysticspodcast.com at gmail.com. We hope to have a Q&A episode in the near future. Also, we have a new Instagram account for the podcast at Soulful Mystics. Please follow us to stay up to date with the podcast. Please hop on our email list as well. Steph and I each offer different promotions and discounts. I will be announcing a huge birthday discount for the month of May, which is right around the corner. And Steph has an amazing introductory rate right now as well. You can find more about my offerings at soulseekerhypnosis.com. Hop on my email list and follow me on socials at soulseekerhypnosis. And to find more about Steph's offerings, please visit soulfulstephanie.com. Hop on her email list and follow her socials at soulfulstephaniehypnosis. And that's it for today's episode. Until next time, stay curious.